0: You just put it right out there. The way you don't have this commitment is you avoid it. Avoid it altogether. Don't get involved in it. Amen. And that's the thing we have to learn. Paul says, I have learned, and whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Amen. And so, with this con- contentment, we can't let these things that is, is not of God enter in. Amen. This is why we have to get to that point. To where we put on the whole arm of God... The Word of God is, is there to to instruct us and to prepare us. This is why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 3, amen, verse 16 and 17, he says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions in righteousness, so that the man of God will be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So therefore, we've got to get this Word in us. We've got to hide it in us. We've got to... Put it on us. Amen. This is the armor. We got to get this armor. We're in a battle. So we got to get ready so that the things that are not of God, when these things come against us, we are able to stand. Amen. We want to be able to stand against all the wiles, all the tricks of the devil that he throws at us. Amen. We've already studied that the the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is the enemy's weapons. So he's going to come at you every day with one of the three. So you have to prepare yourself so that you do not become discontent, discouraged, disappointed, and and everything. Okay? Uh, These things are going to come at you because there's disc. (laughs) You know, you ever notice if it says disc is not good? You know, (laughs) disappointments displeasure, you know, discontent, you know, all that disc stuff, you know. So you know it's not coming from God, amen. And so he wants us to be content, amen. He wants us to, to, to be encouraged, amen. I don't find the words telling me to be disc-encouraged, amen. He tells me to be encouraged. Amen. Be of good courage, matter of fact. And this is the thing we've got to get to the point as we apply God's word. And this is why James tells us don't just be a hear of it. You've got to start doing that. I mean, because God has your best interests at heart. And that was one of the problems that the children of Israel ran into. If, if you notice, when God was taking them to the promised land in Numbers 13 and 14, when you get to Numbers 14, they're right on the door of the promised land and they can't get in. Because of unbelief. They had murmured, bickered, and complained so much. And God tells Moses, man, they have been stiff-necked ever since I've known them. He says, they have ten times rejected everything I told them to do. Well, we can't do that and expect not to have, you know, we can't reject God's Word and not expect to have troubles. And things come against us, you know. God will just back up. He says, I let you learn by the school of hard knocks, you know. And so, so we have to realize this. Amen. So, but God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should what? Come to repentance. Amen. And so this is what God desires of you and I, amen, to be ready. The major cause that we find with discontentment is what? How does it come? comparing yourself to others. So self. (laughs) Self. That's where that's where it comes from. It's all about me. See? When it's all about self, 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 I'm gonna get discontented. See? And so I have to realize that. Amen. We have to learn how to be satisfied with who we are, what we have, and what God is doing. Isn't it amazing when you read Daniel That Daniel's in prison. He's a captive. But do you see him complaining and murmuring? He's content where he is. And notice how God uses him in his captivity. Where he is, he's not complaining. As soon as they told him that they had to eat the king's meat, he says, okay, let me ask you a question. Basically, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, let us fast and, and have our you know, eat pulse and, and things, and if we're not better in, in ten days, then so be it, okay? And they grant him his wish, and they was much wiser, they was much stronger, and everything else, because they was content where they were, amen, they didn't pull away from God, they drew close to God, Say. And that's what they begin to do. And that's why Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when you read Daniel, they are stronger in the Lord. And so when the king makes a decree that goes against the word of God, they says, We're not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God whom we serve will deliver us. And if not, we're still not going to worship your idol." They get thrown in the fire furnace, which is a sign of you and I for being strong and encouraging in the Lord. Amen. They were still content. Amen. Where they were. And Daniel, you know, even though he was cast in the lines then, you know, he wasn't afraid. So when we learn contentment, amen, then we can understand when things come against us what we need to do. We have learned and we have studied Amen. Last year, I think it might have been the end of last year. Amen. Philippians 4, right? Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made unto God in the peace of God, which, passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts in mind through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 through 6, right? So notice, amen, rejoice, amen. This is what you got to get in the habit of doing. You've got to learn how to rejoice if you're going to overcome discontentment, amen. The enemy wants you to be discontent. That's why he wants you. He don't want you to be content where you are. He don't want you to have the patience to wait. Number five, we're talking about patience which a lot of times people just don't have. If you'd have been here Sunday, boy, I mean, Brother Miller's uh, message on wait, you know, it it was good. We we have to listen to these things, amen? We've got to learn how to wait upon the Lord. Look what Isaiah said. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, Isaiah forty thirty one, Right? So we have to learn how to wait on God, you know, and wait, as he said Sunday. You know, there's a root word for waiter and waitress. That means you're serving. You, notice Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego, While they're waiting on God and waiting on their deliverance, they were serving. Same thing with Joseph. While he was waiting on God, he was serving. And notice, as long as you keep serving, as long as you keep doing what you know to do to the best of your abilities, God is going to come through for you. So you have to learn how to wait upon the Lord. You've got to have patience. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit. And right in the middle, a lot of times we don't talk about this piece of the fruit known as long oh, I'm suffering. We like to talk about love. We like to talk about joy. We like to talk about peace. We like to talk about faith. We don't like that long suffering in the middle there. You know? And that's all long suffering is is patience. See? We have to learn how to wait upon God. Abraham and Sarah didn't wait on God. And as a result, what happened? Made They created a problem. Amen. We're dealing with it today. <laughs> okay. but So it teaches us that we have to learn how to wait on God. We pray. You know, God's Word is not our time. What He said in Isaiah 55, my ways are not and my... Not your thoughts. So if you tell me that, then why am I trying to lean to my own understanding and wait? i got to learn how to wait on Him. See, this is what God desires, is to be patiently in wait. Sometimes we have to go through things to learn. We have to face some things to learn that God is faithful. Okay. It's what you, sometimes he lets us endure some things, as Paul told Timothy, as a, heart, as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. Sometimes we face some things, but we should not be discontented. We should always ask, what is God doing in this thing? What can I learn in this circumstance? What can I learn in this situation that I'm going through? What is God trying to show me? What is he trying to teach me that I can use later to help someone else? When you look at Paul's life, this is why he could come back and tell us, you know, I have learned. You know, God is faithful. Okay? So you don't need to be discontented. Amen. It's going to come. God's promises are yea and amen. So if God makes you a promise, he's got to fulfill it. Because if not, he'll be a liar. And God is not a man that he shall lie. He's going to come through. He told Abraham before he ever had a kid. He says your, your offspring is going into captivity for 400 years. Before he ever had a kid, he told him. He said, but guess what? I'm gonna bring him right back to this place. You know? 430 some years later, here comes the children of Israel right back. You know, God told Abraham he's gonna have a kid. He was 75. He didn't have him until he was 100. 25 years later. So what did he have to do? He had to learn how to endure. See, you got to have some long suffering sometime. You build your relationship with God. You study His Word. This is key and important, amen, to overcome discontentment. If we don't build our solid relationship with God, it'll be easy for the enemy to cause us to be discontented and start taking matters into our own hands and not learning how to wait upon God. And that's what the enemy desires of us to do. Amen. So we need to have that solid relationship with Jesus Christ. John 15, Jesus says, amen, I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch of me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. But every branch of me that bears fruit, what does he do? He purges it. Amen. That don't seem like it passed the common sense test, does it? Why are you going to cut off the branch that's bearing fruit? Huh? (laughs) Doesn't pass the common sense. You would think it would be taking away the one that ain't bearing anything, right? He's going to take that one away too. But the reason he he purges or trims back the one that's bearing fruit so it's stronger, see, so that when the fruit come it doesn't break the limb off the tree, see, and so sometimes as we start to grow in Christ we go through some things, see, and so notice, Amen. Every branch to be to bear fruit he purges; every branch to bear fruit he that it bring more fruit, fruit, Amen. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you about in me, and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit It is it abides it, No more can you abide in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. Come on. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can't do anything. See. So, you got to get a relationship with God. Get connected and strong in Him is what He desires of you and I. Amen. So that we don't face discontentment and not be able to overcome it. We don't face disappointments and not be able to overcome it. Say, God is giving you power to tread. On scorpions and serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall be able to hurt you or harm you. Greater is He than. But why are you discontented? If you know that, why are you discontented? If you know that, why are you discouraged? You've got to live what you hear. He that have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We are the church. Come on. Amen. So this is what God wants out of us is to get that relationship with him. He already promised you, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers, I'll be with you. When you're in the five trials of your life, the flames shall not burn you, neither shall they kindle against you. I have called you by your name. You are mine, saith the Holy One of Israel. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Amen. Notice Isaiah 43, 10. You are my witnesses. That I'm God. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord. And beside me there is no savior. Right. Amen. Notice, there's nobody else. Verse twelve. Watch this. I declare, have declared, and I have saved, and I've showed you, when there was no strange God among you. Therefore are you my witness, said the Lord, that I am God. Amen. Verse 13. Yea, before the day was. For God ever spoke a day into existence, he said. I'm he. I am God. The he is, I am God. I am he. Before he ever stepped out on the plane and says, let there be light. And he made the first day. He says, I'm God. See? Before the day ever was. And none... Can deliver out of my hand. Look at the promise on the end of that. I'll work for you if you let me. (laughs) Look. There's your promise. You say I chose you to be my witness. And I'll work for you if you let me. Let him work. When you're going through things. Let him work. (laughs) Let him work on your behalf. When you've done all you can do to stand. Just stand he'll come through for you let him work put him to work give him a job look at Psalms 119 verse 126 watch this Psalms 119 verse 126 it's time for thee the Lord to work they have made law that law right he says says, hey God it's time for you to go to work (laughs) (laughs) think about that it's time for thee Lord to work and he says I'll work if you let me amen let him get rid of the discontentment let him get rid of the things that you're facing and struggling and going through amen give him a chance to work on your behalf you take your burdens to the Lord you take your problems to the Lord let it go Give him chance. You have patience and wait. Let him do it in his time. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My time is not your time. Amen. And so give him a chance to work for you. Because when it comes through, it's going to be beautiful in his time. And you're going to rejoice and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. That's what the psalmist says in 118. He says, the Lord is on my side. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Notice what he said in Psalms one eighteen verse five. He says, I, "I cried unto the Lord in my distress, and and what? He just put me in a large place. God just put me in His hands. <laughs> okay, nobody can take you out of my hand, right? It's a large place. Yeah. What what did Jabez pray in first, in first Chronicles four? Enlarge my territory and don't let my feet slip. They ain't going nowhere. And this is rock. God is the solid rock. What did Rebecca say? In Becca 3, he makes my feet like Heinz feet. You ever seen a deer fall off the mountain? You ever seen a mountain goat fall off the mountain? Usually they don't because their feet is designed to cling to those rocks just the right way. We was going in Chelan, Washington. And here's a mountain goat just climbing. Up. I said, I'd have fell ten times ago. And he's just going right up the mountain just like he wanted. Nothing bothering him. You know, you see sometimes on Wild Kingdom used to, you know, deers on the side of the cliffs fighting, bumping head. They still ain't fell off yet because their feet are designed to hold. See? And this is what God is saying to you and I. I'm not going to let you go. I'll work if you let me. I call upon the Lord in distress. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Verse 6. The Lord is on my side. Amen. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord take my part with them to help me. Verse 7. Therefore shall I see my desires upon them that hate me. Notice. It's better to trust in the Lord. Verse 8. Than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees in a quench of the fires of thorns, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They have cast at me that I might fall, but what happened? The Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The rejoicing and song is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord, do it valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord is valiant. I would not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me, but he's not giving me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go in and praise the Lord. The gates of the righteous shall enter. I will praise the Lord, because he is my strength and my salvation. This is the day, amen, the stone which the builders refuse has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyes. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on. The promises of God are yea. He's on your side. You don't need to be discontent. You don't need to be discouraged. I know the things you have need of before you ever asked of me. Amen. Look at Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 9. Jeremiah two nine. I'm always ahead of my notes here, but we'll get there. But we're talking about long-suffering. Wherefore will I yet plea with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. Verse 10. Well, pass over the isles of Chittim and sea and send it to Kedar, and consider diligent, and see if there be any such thing. Have a nation change their God, which are yet no gods. But my people have changed their glory for their which does not profit. Be, be astonished, O heavens, at this and be horribly afraid, you very desolate, saith the Lord. Verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, to hold them out sisters, cisterns, broken cisterns that can't hold water. Amen. Why are you going from the Lord? Stay close to the Lord. Amen. Come on, don't leave him. The Lord is on my side. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Oh, ho, says Santa. Ho, 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 ho. Isaiah fifty five one. Oh everyone that thirst Come ye to the waters and he that hath no money. Come ye buy and eat, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your label which that which satisfy not? Hearken unto me, diligent of me, and eat, and let your soul delight itself eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Come on. Behold, I have given him as a witness to the people and a leader and a commander to the people. And you shall call nations which knew you not. And they should surrender you which you knew because of the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Amen. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he shall abundantly pardon. Come on. You got promises from God. So there's no need to be discontent. Amen. Every time you start feeling it, rejoice. That's all you got to do. Psalms 24. You've read this a hundred times, and you just danced all over the place, didn't you? The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The earth is Lord, and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein, for founded found upon the heavens, and established in the flood. Right? Yeah. Who should sell into the hills of the Lord? Who should dwell in his holy place? He... Who do they have clean hands, a pure heart, and not let the soul of the vain, nor sweat to should receive the blessings of the Lord? Right? And what else? And the righteousness from the God of our salvation. Amen? This is the generation that seek Him. Let's seek that face, O Jacob. Selah, lift up your heads. Mm -hmm. How many times have you quoted this? (laughs) Lift up your heads. Discontentment. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty and battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord of Hosts. He is the King of Glory. God says, you lift up your head and I'll come in. Amen. I will dwell with you. I will sup with you. Amen. I will restore to you that the kinkers is trying to take away. I will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has not ever been known. You will understand God's goodness. That's why David says in Psalms 20, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee, sending thee help from the sanctuary, strengthening thee out of Zion, remembering all your offerings accepting all your burnt sacrifices. Now I know that the Lord will saved his anointed verse 6 he will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand some trust in chariots some in horses but we will remember the name of the lord our god they are brought down and fallen but we are risen and stand upright not down headed not cast down but Heads lifted up. This is why Micah would say in Micah 7, 8, he says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemies, for when I fall, I'm getting back up. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord is going to be a light to me. Amen. He says, I will bear the indignation of the wrath of the Lord, because I'm the one that sinned against Him. He said, but God will work for me, and He's going to bring me through it. And that's the attitude that every one of us have got to have. We can't allow discouragement, amen, and discontentment to come into us. Because if the enemy can get us discontent, you know what you do? You quit. You ever hear anybody say, "I'm quitting"? Now, why you want to quit for? Huh? You know what? I find the word "quit" in the Bible two times. That's it. I did. I, you know the new translations? They may have some other words but you only find it two times. One is in First Samuel four eight nine. The Philistines, when Israel and Saul was going out against them, and Israel was 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 fighting the Philistines and they was beating them. The commander of the Philistines says, "Don't you run? You fight them. You act like a man, don't you?" He says, "Don't quit." He says, "Act like a man." Quit you like men is what the scripture says, right? And so, you know, there it is. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. And the Apostle Paul would use this same verse in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Notice what Paul says. Watch you. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. What this scripture is saying is, don't you be a child when things start coming against you. You got to be a man. You got to be an adult. You got to mature in this thing so you know what to do is right. Don't you quit. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you give up. Don't you turn back. This is what Caleb and Joshua was saying to the children of Israel at the gate. Don't you quit. Not now. You are at the door to get in. You know. Whatever, they says whatever you do, don't you turn your back on God. So whatever you've been doing for God, whatever work, whatever position you're holding, whatever you're doing, don't you turn your back on God. Because if you get discouraged and quit, you know what? The devil is never going to let you have victory. He's going to work you over because he's going to come at you and say, you wasn't good enough. Right, right. You know, you couldn't even work for God. So how do you think you're going to go to heaven? He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. We got to get into this rejoicing thing. We're going to a better place. Amen. I can't quit now. You brought me too far. Hey, what did those songs say? I don't feel no way tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me. That the road would be easy. I don't believe he's brought me this for to leave me. Amen. I'm not gonna leave you. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be you lifted up, you everlasting doors. We've got to have patience, amen. And learn to wait on the Lord. Don't be like Saul, one of Saul's major mistakes. In 1 Samuel 13, we find that Saul says, I forced myself. Samuel told him to go to Gilgal and wait for him, and I will be there. Seven days, Samuel didn't show as he was supposed to. So what happened? Saul took matters into his own hands, and because of that, God took his kingdom. Because he was not willing to wait, he let fear, he let the things see him around him. He let his enemies and what he was seeing taking place around him, caused him to tremble and fear. And as a result, he took matters into his own hands. Got to work. When you look at Nehemiah 4, amen, and and if you stop and think about it, they're building a wall. They was discouraged, right? Oh, a whole lot of discouragement is going on there. But Nehemiah put the trumpet player beside him, and he says, when you hear the trumpet blow, you rally to me. You rally to where the trumpet is because what? God is going to fight for us. <laughs> Ain't that stuff? You, he says, come on, you guys come over here because we're going to fight. He says, no, I want you to rally over here and watch God fight for us. <laughs> That's what Jehoshaphat in 2 Je- Chronicles 20. Look at when Jehoshaphat prayed to God. What did the Lord say? battle is not yours, it's mine. He told Jehoshaphat, hey, you, you want to see something? Go down there and get your ringside seat. Just like a boxing match. That's really, that's what God says. He says, you just go down and get your ringside seat if you want to and watch this. Watch and see what I'm going to do. So Jehoshaphat said, well, God's going to fight. I might as well put the choir and let them sing. Let them praise God right now. I don't need to wait till the battle's over to shout. <laughs> you know, we might as well go ahead and praise him right now because we're going to win. Amen. I'm going to, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to shout it out. I'm going to have a great time in the Lord. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be discontented. because I'm going to win. I'm coming out on the other side. Right. Amen. This is what we got to realize. So but Saul did not he took matters into his own hand. And then when Samuel talked to him, he says, I force myself. Well, if you can force yourself to do wrong, force yourself to do right. right. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Don't take a rocket scientist in this stop. No. You know how to do wrong, you to know how to do right. Yeah. I think it's opposite. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> so if I know discontentment don't do me any good I might as well learn how to be content that's the best thing to do praise God amen where are we oh man amen number six faith faith help our discontentment amen here in Psalms 42 5 David you know he starts Psalms 42 he talks about as the heart or as the deer pump feather water brook y'all sing that song all the time right as the deer panted for the water, I yeah. my soul thirsty. You know that song, Michaela? Yeah, oh, you got to learn look. that song forty-two. You got to sing that. That's the that's the jam, sis. Amen. But you stop and think about it. If I sing that, then I've got to learn contentment. And then David says, "What's wrong with <laughs> you, soul?" You guys don't talk to yourself because you think people is crazy. I do that all the time. I talk to myself. I do. I do. When, I, when I'm going through some things, I said, hey, Rufus, what in the world is wrong with you? I do something, make my wife mad. I talk to myself. I said, boy, you lost your mind. What's wrong with you? I really quick got to realize I had to go get some apologies going on. And I said, what's wrong with you? You know better. You know? What's up? Oh yes I do. <laughs> if I say something that is displeasing, I may say something that is displeasing to her, but I, I gotta I gotta talk to myself, What's wrong with you? You know? One time one time I thought about quitting church. Not here, this was a wow rather. You know, <laughs> And, and all of a sudden, you know, I just felt the need to pray, and I started praying. And all of a sudden, I says, what in the world is wrong with you? Where in the world did that come from? You, don't you remember where you were, where God brought you from? Now, why in the world are you even thinking about going back that way? You lost your mind? That's how I talked to me. Now you talk to you however you want to talk to you. But I have to stir up the gift, as Paul told Timothy, that's in you. And that's one way I start stirring up the gift. Because when I start talking to myself like that, I enter into that realm where the Spirit began to make intercession with groaning. And the next thing I know, I the Spirit takes over my life, and I am restored, and I am strengthened again. And my head comes up, my hands goes up, and sometimes I get into a Holy Ghost whirl. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in one of them or not, but it's almost like a whirlwind where you start spinning like a top, amen, and you know God is there for you, Amen. So the psalmist says, what's wrong with you, soul? Don't you trust in God? Amen. Psalms 42.5, read it sometimes. He said two times, actually, in that in the 42nd Psalm. He said, what's wrong with you? Why are you disquieted in in me? You know, Don't you hope in God? For I should yet praise him, for he's the help of my confidence. Paul would later write in Romans 8, 24, he said, we're saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope for a man. See that? What are you hoping for? Verse 25. He said, but if we hope for that, we see not. Are you going to be patiently waiting for it? Will you wait for your hope? Amen. Verse 26. But we know what likewise the spirit. Notice. Holy Ghost help us out. He says, I'm going to take up residence. The Holy Ghost. Amen. The Spirit, likewise, have our vermin. We don't know what we pray for, we all, but the Spirit makes intercession. We groan in which God not be uttered. He that searches the heart, knows whether it is the mind of the Spirit. Because why? He makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Verse 27. See, he knows what's the heart. He knows what's the mind. He's interceding on us. Amen. According to my will, right? The will of God. What is the will of God? This is the will of God Even your sanctification. This is the will of God. Pray without ceasing. Everything, give thanks. Well, this is the will of God. 1 Thessalonians 5, right? 18, 17, 18. This is the will of God, and everything, give thanks. So when you're going through something, give thanks. And he that searches heart know what is the mind of spirit, because he make an intercession for the saints according to the word of God. And this is the verse y'all always quote, and we know. <laughs> if you know it, uh, if you know it, then won't you do it? <laughs> and we know that all things work together to do the good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose for whom He did for no what you're predestined to be conformed to the image of we're created in his image right Hmm. love joy peace long-suffering gentleness fativeness fruit of the spirit so we're created in his image that he might be the firstborn among many brethren amen Moreover, whom he did predestine them, he did also leave you outside, right? He called you. Follow me. I am the infantry. (laughs) Follow me and I'll make you fishermen of men. And to whom he called them, he justified. And to whom he justified them, he also glorified. And this is my favorite. If God be for us, everybody else might as well be for me. <laughs> right? Amen. Because if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how should he not with him give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God his lack? It's God that justifieth. Who is this that condemn It's Christ that died, but yea, rather is risen again, and even at the right hand of the throne of God making intercession for us. Who shall separate me from the love of God? So tribulations are distress. Somebody persecute you. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no food. Famine. Ain't got no clothes. You're naked. You're going through danger, peril. Somebody cuts you. A sword. The word. Word get at you. Sword of the Spirit. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep going to the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principles, nor things present, nor things come powers nor things, press, nor things come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Faith, hope, the helmet of hope is your salvation. Amen. God has your best interest at heart. And you quote Romans eight twenty eight and I know, I know, I know, Pastor, I know. <laughs> if you know, do it. This is what the scripture is trying to get you to say. Amen. Look at Hebrews nine nine verse six. Beloved. <laughs> I meant six nine. Go back six nine. My mistake. But beloved, we are persuaded of better things of you. So no more discontentment, no more discouragement, no more doing wrong, no more complaining, murmuring, bickering. <laughs> Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany it, salvation. though no, we don't speak. This contentment didn't come with salvation. All that stuff didn't come from God. It didn't come with your salvation. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, but old, old things have become new, right? Amen. So, beloved, I'm persuaded of better things of you. I'm looking for better things out of you. God is looking for better things out of you. So we just speak, for God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love which you have shown unto his name and that you are minister to the saints and do minister. We desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the fullness of the hope to the end. Look at that. Why? Because when God made for promise and be, you be not slothful, we'll talk about this next month, but be you followers of Them who through faith and (laughs) long-suffering inherit the promise. They had to go through some things to get the promise. So he says, I'm persuaded of better things of you. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, because nobody's greater than God, nobody greater, (laughs) amen, amen, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, Abraham, bless him, I will bless you and multiply, and I will multiply you. And so, after Abraham long suffered, patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 25 years he had to wait for it. Amen. Verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater an oath of confirmation in the all scribe. God more willing, no ability, showed to you the, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it with the oath. Amen. For that. Well, men verily swear by the greater an oath of confirmation in the all scribe. God more willing, in verse 17, to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it with the oath, that by two immutable things it was impossible. For God the lie that we might have, that we, you and me, might have a strong consolation who have laid fled to lay whole unto the hope that is set before us. Verse 19. Which hope you've got it as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast and entered into the veil, even Jesus. Verse twenty, which is made a high priest after the order after Melchizedek, right? Amen. Think about it. You got an anchor of hope. It's sure, beloved. It. I'm persuaded of better things of you. Don't let discontentment ruin you. Don't let discouragement stop you. Worship and serve God. Your faith is strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. We get there through faith. We overcome discontentment and discouragement by our faith. He's going to come through for us. That's why Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter. Look at it. Amen. They they, they just, it's there for us. Paul says in Romans 15:4, "Through patience and comfort of the scripture we find hope." Amen. Read the word of God. You got so many promises in there. If he did it for them, He's going to do it for you. He can't lie. We are his children. Amen. So don't let this disc stuff get into your heart and in your mind. Learn how to rejoice and do what is right. Amen. Number seven, strive to make where you reside better. Amen. You get a home, fix it up. So you're not discontented with that. You know, we brought a house, my wife and I, we brought a house in, in Virginia when we came back from overseas in nineteen eighty nine. you know, it was a cute little rancher and stuff, and I mean, the limbs was almost touching the ground from the trees and stuff, and you know, it had, it had little issues, you know, and stuff, but I just felt we needed to buy this house, and we did, and we, we purchased it, and I... Went and I brought me a little old chainsaw and got me a roller tiller and stuff, you know. I had a little extra change and stuff. And so I just started do, doing little minor stuff painting here, painting there. Made Sister Miller, uh, she wanted a playground in the backyard, so cleaned off an error and went. Did I take her birthday money or some of my money? <laughs> Probably my money. You have no sister Miller, okay? When she's a little girl, she got done by everything she wanted, and she still does. Amen. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I think I made a big, like, eight by ten playhouse in the backyard, a ramp and stuff, and everything, and just fixed up the area and stuff. And four years later, I made ten thousand dollars off the house. You know, just for doing just a little bit of stuff, because I was content to be there. If I'd have said, "Man, I know I'm gonna move in for probably three or four years, the military is gonna take me out of here," so I ain't doing that. And I don't want to be here. You know? No, I fixed it up because I was content with where I was. I wish I'd have kept it. I'd probably been made more now, you know, the way the land is. And now the Interstate 295 comes right around back where it was. to go around Richmond and stuff, man. I could have probably made a lot more. But, but hey, but we have to fix stuff up, you know, so that you will be content. Because if you come home every day and your place looks run down and everything else, you're not going to want to live. Did you know if you clean your place up and made it look good, the roaches and the, and the rats go somewhere else? <laughs> Think about it. I'm serious. Rats and roaches live in the dirt. They live in dirty places. You, clean, you can be in the ghetto. You clean your house, they ain't going to come around. They're going to go to where the dirty places are. Amen. It makes you feel better about you and what is yours. Amen. So yeah, notice what Solomon says in Proverbs four: Every wise woman does what? Builds her house, but the foolish tear it up. <laughs> you know, she makes it better. This is why the Bible says, womans keep up her, her home. She makes it look good. She builds it up. Amen. Praise God. Number eight, because I'm out of time. Strive to make where you work and worship better, as yourself. Amen. What can I be doing in my church to make it a better place of worship? What can I do? What can is there something I can do? Can I paint the walls? Can I clean the church? What can I do? Can I worship? Can I get there early and pray? Can I pray over it? What What can I do? I want to make it better. Amen. This is what you want to look at doing. Amen. Colossians three seventeen. whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, and we faint not. Amen. So, strive. Purpose in your heart. You know, we know things. Okay, we already know what to do is right as children of God. There's no doubt in my military mind. Okay, so, so we just need to strive to, to do better. Amen. I purpose in your heart that, hey, I'm not going to let this stuff pull me down. Amen. Because we are wrestling against not flesh and blood, but the principalities, powers, the rules of darkness and, and high places. Okay. So we have to be overcomers. Greater is he that is in us. Amen. We can overcome discontentment if we stay focused on God and become a doer of his word. Jesus won't leave us, nor will he forsake us. Amen. We must become as the Apostle Paul, and allow those things that we go through to become lesson in helping us to learn contentment, because it is only then that we will be able to walk worthy of the Lord unto all please, and being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering. With joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint of light. Amen. Amen. We have food and clothing. Let us therewith be content. Amen. Praise God. And so that ends this month's overcoming discontentment. But I'm sure throughout the year, we probably revert back to a lot of these scriptures and stuff as well. Amen. Doing this as well. Amen. Praise God. Any questions on discontentment? If you do, ask Sister Sonia. She's got the answer. Amen. Praise God.